Welcome to the Pop Dust Podcast. I'm Jordan Edwards. My guest today is Sonny. Born in the Ivory Coast and raised in Boston, the singer-songwriter now resides in Brooklyn. His new EP, Otito, is due out May 8th. Sonny, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Now, you say that you're you're in Iceland right now, correct? Yeah, I'm here in Iceland uh, with my wife and, and her family's from here, so we decided to just come back and, and wait this whole thing out here. And it's looking like we will probably make this more of like a permanent thing and probably like go back to New York if necessary, just for work and, you know. Right. Well, what's the atmosphere like? It's pretty chill, man. I mean, they caught the, the, the whole thing pretty early and they were screening people pretty early. Um, I think early on they screened something like 10,000 people and of those only 92 were positive so about like 0.9 percent people they screened um you know ended up being positive and they've been pretty pretty good at uh quarantining and, and locking stuff down and yeah i mean right now it's pretty much back to like regular daily life people are being careful but you know we we went out today and people were out you know it's not it's not as scary as it is in new york for that's for sure tell me about you were born in the Ivory Coast. Your your parents are from there. What kind of elements from that culture did you grow up with? Uh, you you sprinkle in some some French into your music. So tell me about that whole thing. I left the Ivory Coast when I was like around five, and we we went to Boston. And at home, my mom spoke French, and she played Ivorian music, and she cooked Ivorian food, and um, so I was very much like still in that element at home and then i would you know go outside and like play with friends or go to school or whatever and i was emerged in american culture so i kind of got the both uh the best of both worlds there but you know ivorian culture is is very very unique it's a mix of so many different things so many different inspirations um my great uncle ernesto jj is actually considered like the the father of ivorian popular music and I didn't even realize that until like last year when I was talking to my mom about uh, researching some like classic Ivorian music for this project because I wanted to pull elements from uh, my childhood and, and see what I could use to make this album, uh, this EP. And, and she was like, yeah, you know, you're one of your like uncles is like a really popular musician in the Ivory Coast. And I went and like did my research on this guy and it's like amazing to see the similarities in like what he does in his music and what I do in my music just like you know without even knowing you know so some of the things I, I saw and like her and I was like wow that's that's crazy a lot of like the polyrhythmic drums that they use in, in their music and these crazy like twisting windy guitar lines and really fat horns and stuff all these things that I love to implement in the, in the stuff that I do and like in a different way, but you know the pieces are still very similar. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I hear a lot of your your music's very organic. You use a lot of live instruments, a lot of guitar. Do you play guitar yourself? I don't play guitar. It's my it's my favorite instrument. I started practicing or trying to play like a couple of years ago, and I I, I don't want to say I gave up on it. I just was more focused on finishing the project. So I kind of like put it to the side, but songwriting and, and singing is like my, you know, those are those are my tools that I use 
right. uh, primarily. But I, man, I love the guitar so much. I try to just have guitar in everything I do. In terms of your influences from Western artists, from American artists, what what kind of things did you grow up listening to, and and what um, influenced your sound? I grew up listening to to everything. I think my mom was just playing so many different things around the house from like Jimi Hendrix to a bunch of Ivorian and African music and uh, someone I really gravitate, gravitated towards to early on was Bob Dylan. I really thought he was just so different in, in terms of his delivery and, and how he sounded. And um, he did something special to me vocally that I thought was really cool because it didn't sound like traditional singing or it sounded more like rapping in a way and, and like storytelling and i thought that was really great i really loved his song his songwriting and um highway 61 was like probably my favorite album from him yeah and yeah man i, I really i really think bob dylan uh, is a huge part of why i write the way i do today and then you know i love like most deaf and and erica badu and um, Tribe Called Quest and a lot of the classics there, like Kid Cudi, uh, someone a little more uh, from modern era, uh, I think it also really inspired me in terms of how he approaches his artistry and how his uh, his music also pulls from a bunch of different genres in a way. You're, you're emerging at an interesting time in music. What current stuff are you into? I really love Future Islands. Um, they're, they're a band that I think is really dope. And I don't really know what category they exist in either, but I, I really love like the choices they make and, and, and stuff they do too. And the vocals are really cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, Samuel uh, Herring is like phenomenal. He's a crazy vocalist. And he, he's also like a rapper apparently too. Or he used to be a rapper. I don't know, so so crazy. So many different like elements there. And I, and I really love that. You did grow up in Boston. Did you pick anything up there musically, or was that just kind of the place you spent your childhood? For sure. I, I definitely picked some stuff up there because uh, it's where I met my best friend, and he um, is the reason primarily that I probably started really like honing in to, to music because he comes from a musical family, and he uh, just gave me like basic music theory and we would make music in his mom's basement and like I think that's where I started to really develop my my sense for songwriting and, and melody and, and everything. Now you moved to New York in what 2016 something like that? Yeah yeah. Why did why did you make that move? Just because I had a bunch of friends that were there and I had done LA for a little bit and I thought naturally um, it'd be best to go back to the East Coast and, and be in New York. And I've always loved New York and, and I've always like felt like a surge of inspiration every time I was in New York. So for me, it just felt like that's where I needed to go to create. Uh, how did that move affect the way you wrote music or recorded music? It was, it was really amazing to just be around like a ton of musicians at all time. Like I cultivated this really small knit community of really dope artists and, and musicians that I really liked. And we all kind of, I think, pushed and inspired each other to, to um, better our craft. 
And being around that was really good for me because uh, when I was in LA, I was kind of just more like just myself. It wasn't I wasn't really um, in a community or, or surrounding like that. So uh, I think New York, New York really helped that help like nourish that for me. So tell me about the new EP Otito. How does that sound compared to learning to swim and some of your earlier releases? Yeah, it's just uh, growth. Um, I think learning to swim was me literally in in the midst of it all, trying to figure out what it what it is I was doing, and and, and learning to swim is like the soundtrack of like me working, me like trying to figure that out. And I I think Otito is um, the picture I was trying to paint with learning to swim, and it's like that that uh, mindset that I had, uh, like that that escape that I was looking for. Um, is Otito, and it's it's like my truth, and it's uh, pieces of my past that uh, make me the artist that I am. The sounds and the people and the rhythms and stuff that all incorporate who I am as an artist. Um, I think this is like my thesis statement to that. Can you tell me about the name? Is is that an, an Ivory Coast term or? Otito means truth. It's Yoruba, which is a Nigerian dialect. Um, it's my father's on my father's side. Um, he's he's from that tribe, and it means truth. So for me, it was it was important to uh, you know take something from from like my family and something that means something very significant and use that as the title. Because I really didn't know what I wanted to call this body of work. And that name, that term was like the best way to describe it all. Yeah, now you mentioned your father's side is from Nigeria. Obviously, Lagos is a big hip hop area. African hip hop in general is on the rise. Do you listen to any African hip hop? Have you? dove into that at all uh yeah i mean i love i love african music in general um burner boy uh, i think is one of the most talented uh, up-and-coming african artists um he's nigerian he's really he's really good and let me just clarify my father's from benin uh, a border so it's very similar i mean very similar culture but yeah, I mean, oh, there's so many African artists. I mean, even like the old, the old African artists too that I was mentioning earlier, and uh, have all all influenced me in some way. Like Manu Dibango, who just passed away this year because of coronavirus, um, was uh, from Cameroon. Super, super dope musician, like jazz, funk, fusion, really, really cool stuff. Tell me about your recording process. Do you do you write out songs first and then bring in musicians, or what was it like making this making this EP compared to? I mean, the actual recording of it compared to learning to swim. So learning to swim, I literally sat in a room and wrote it all, and then worked on it with my buddy in Jersey in a small bedroom um, under like a bunk bed. It seemed like good acoustics, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it turned out like really, really, really great. But for Otito, I kind of took a different step, and I wrote I wrote a lot of these songs during sessions, and um, put a lot of the pieces together over the course of a long period of time. And we finished uh, some of these songs like over the course of you know like three, four months in different parts 
of the country. Sometimes we started something in LA and finished it in New York or uh, vice versa. Um, I shot, uh, you know, a lot of the footage for the, for the videos and stuff in the Ivory Coast uh, when I went back last winter. So it kind of uh, happened in, in, a, in a bunch of different ways and many different moments. And then I pieced it all together in New York at the end. The Iceland thing is interesting to me. What are you guys doing for entertainment, for daily life? What is, what is your day like? Uh, we just got back. So my, my wife's family has a cabin like deep in the country and we were there for the weekend with our daughter. And we were just uh, chilling in the woods, listening to the new Fiona Apple album. Which is amazing. Which is crazy amazing. I love that album. I haven't stopped listening to it. I think it's like probably my favorite album that's come out this year. I picture you out in the the woods, like catching fish and like making it. Uh, how are you? Are you a big uh, outdoors kind of guy? I've become one. I've always loved the outdoors, uh, but now I'm like literally in the outdoors. So, or I guess outside the outdoors. So yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I do. I do enjoy like being out and uh, going on hikes and we're vegan. So I guess not fishing, but foraging. I've had been, I've had, I, I've been eating some fish out here because it's amazing. Uh, I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to not eat fish in Iceland. Right. Even though I'm vegan. So if I get my vegan card revoked, it's okay. Well, it's a temporary. It's a temporary, temporary thing for sure. Yeah. Temporary suspension of your vegan card. It must be a really cool place to have your daughter out in nature and in this, you know, this really interesting landscape. Yeah. I mean, she was born here. So it's funny. She was born in October and we were here till, um, January and we went back to New York and then we left New York in March again to come back here. So we've basically been quarantining since she was born. What is the advantage of raising a child in that landscape versus a big American city? Well, I think that the, the biggest difference is that we're around family here and in New York it's more, you know, we're, we have our friends and stuff, our friend groups and the city is, is pretty chaotic, but I mean, you know, city life is city life. I, I think the biggest impact is the people you're with and people, you know, that you're constantly in contact with. So for us, like being around family and ha her ha being able to see her grandparents all the time and her cousins and stuff, I think that's the biggest plus, biggest advantage. Well, that is all I have for you. I really appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Absolutely. And good luck on the new EP. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the Pop Dust Podcast. I'm Jordan Edwards. You can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com and at jordanedwardsstudio on Instagram. And be sure to check out the latest in pop culture, entertainment, and music at popdust.com. <laughs>